You are listening to the podcast that we don't know what to call it yet. And here's your host, whoever is speaking today. Thank you for joining us and join us next time here on the podcast that we don't know what to call it yet. Hey, everybody. It's good to be back. I'm glad that you're listening in. Go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. You can follow us through Spotify. You can check us out um, in many different platforms. If you have an Android or if you have an iPhone, no matter what you have, um, you're, you're able to subscribe to this. Um, let's get straight into uh, the question. The question is, if I read the Bible, will it actually change me? If I read the Bible, will it actually change me? And if you only have a very short amount of time, I'll answer it for you now so that it's not like a cliffhanger. The answer is yes and no. So there you have it. Uh, you have, no, I'm just kidding. Um, the answer is yes or no. If I read my Bible, will it actually change me? Yes and no. There's actually a stipulation. There's some things that you have to put into play to be able to answer that question adequately. And what I want to do is take you to the parable of the sower in the Bible. It's in Matthew chapter 13. And rather than reading the whole thing, I'll read to you Jesus's explanation of it, because if Jesus explained it, why don't we listen to how he explained it? He says, listen then, um, this is Matthew 13, 18, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Now, right here you see that that the word of God is powerful. It's so powerful that it can produce a crop in your life yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. So when the word of God comes into you, and you understand it, it actually produces fruit. It does change you. Something in you shifts when you understand the word of God. Um, But when Jesus tells this parable, he's talking about the condition of the soil. When he talks about the path um, or the rocky ground uh, or seed that was sown among thorns, he's talking about the condition of the heart of the person Um, in which the seed is sown. Only one place does it say that the enemy comes and snatches it away. Um, In the other, the three other examples, it's, you know, the person receives it with joy, but uh, they they don't have a root. And why don't they have a root? Because of the type of soil. Um, Why was the enemy so, why was it so easy to the enemy to come and snatch away that seed that was sown along the path? Well, because of the path, the condition of that person's heart, it was um, sown on a path. It wasn't sowed even it, sown even in soil. Then the third one says, 
Um, the seed among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. So these are people who they have received the word of God, but the word of God is unfruitful in their lives. And so there's, there's been some type of reception, but it doesn't do anything for them. So you can, in this particular verse, you can be a Christian and the word of God cannot be doing anything valuable for you, not because the word of God is not powerful, but because of your reception of the word of God, because of the condition of the soil of your heart. Um, let me read to you the Bible verse that says the word of God does not return void. I'm just going to pull it up here. It's Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. Let me actually read the, um, the previous verse as well. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. Then verse 11. Sorry. (laughs) Then verse 11, it says, it is the same with my word. I send it out and it will always produce fruit. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all that I want it to do. And it will prosper everywhere that I send it. So the word of God is effective. The word of God does not return void. The only variable in a situation, the only variable as far as the word of God comes, um, is your reception of it. So if the word of God is not working for you, it's because you're not receiving it. So you can read the Bible and it do absolutely nothing for you. I'm sorry to say you can read the whole Bible. That's why, you know, there's, there's people, um, who they have the discipline of reading the Bible every single day and it does nothing for them. It doesn't change them. There's people, you know, there's people in jail who got saved and they read the Bible and it transforms them. But there's also people in the Bible who study or in jail who study theology, they study the Bible And all it does is make them even more cynical. It makes them believe it even less because they're looking um, for contradicting factors. They're looking for all different kinds of things. And why is it? It's because the condition of the person's heart, the, the condition of the soil of their heart. Are you reading the word because you have an expectation it says in the Bible that, um, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith is the the, su- the evidence of things hoped for, the su- or the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so faith and trusting God, believing him, those are all parts that make the word of God work. Do words actually do anything? Well, you know firsthand what it feels like for somebody to speak a negative word to you. So if you go to the doctor and they say, hey, you're, um, you know, you're, you're, uh, whatever, they check in blood levels, your vitamin D is off. You know, that's, it's no big deal, but then you go and you, you create an action because of it. You go buy vitamin D. If your doctor says you have cancer, uh, we found that on your scan, all of a sudden now you're fearful. Why is that? Because words actually do things. Um, God created the earth 
with words. He created the universe with words. He spoke and it was. Everything that God said, it says in in Genesis 1, God spoke and it was, and it happened as he said over and over and over again. It happened as he said. Do you think that that has changed or do you think that we have changed? When God speaks, it happens as he says. You know, the same principle, Jesus even said it to the, to the disciples. They said, Jesus, increase our faith. And Jesus didn't say, okay, come here, let me lay hands on you because you need more faith. What he said was, speak to the, I tell you, you can speak to this mountain and tell it to go into the sea and it will. It will obey you. Why? Because God said in motion from the beginning of time that we have authority just like him in our words to create or to destroy. The power of life and death is in the tongue, the Bible says. So you have the power to create, you have the power to destroy, you have, and whether that's negative or positive for you, that's all up to you. So if you have that type of power, what do you think, what type of power do you think that God has in his word that when he speaks it, it is as he says? Our position and our job is to receive that word, to receive his word, to receive what he has said. You know, the devil even knows the power of a word because time and time in scripture, you see that um, the enemy sends a word to the people of God and it will be to discourage them. Um, You could see it in the story of Nehemiah. The enemy sends a word and and basically says, you know, I'm going to come and try to destroy what you're doing. And Nehemiah doesn't get all bent out of shape. He puts some actions in place, puts a plan in place, and um, continues on with his work. Why does the enemy send a word first? Because he knows how powerful the word of God is, and he knows how God set things into motion. Um, he knows the um, basically the framework that God set up for us, that we use our mouth to create and destroy. And so the enemy sends words to try to destroy you, discourage you, because the enemy knows how powerful a word can be. And if you would just reject those words from the enemy, you'll find yourself more victorious because the devil is not going to waste resources on trying to get you down if you won't even believe the word. He can only beat you if you believe him over God. And so he fashions a word and sends that first. Um... God created with words. He made things with words. So yes, if you read your Bible, you can be transformed. The Bible says um, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. The Bible says that we are washed by the water of the word. So how can we be transformed? How can we change? Well, by receiving the word of God, not just reading it, but by receiving it. And, you know, one word from 30 years ago isn't going to do you any good. Um, The fact that you read the Bible when you were younger won't do you any good. Um, God instructed the Israelites, collect manna daily. You know, he, he sent manna from heaven as their food. And he didn't allow them to store up more than one day. Like, you know, when it was going to be the Sabbath, they would have enough manna for two days the day before. But... Beyond that, they had to collect fresh manna every single day. 
and it's a symbol of the word of God. Jesus said, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the father, you can actually be sustained by the word of God. Your body can be sustained by the word of God. This whole earth was formed by a word. It's held together by a word. And your job is to make sure that you are receiving it daily. Yesterday's manna will not do. And just reading words will not do. He is not words on a page. Jesus is the word become flesh. He's not word on, words on a page. He is life. And if you'll read the word of God with expectancy, if you'll read it knowing that that is the essence of God, because the Bible says that out of the overflow of a man's heart, does he speak? And so everything that's in the Bible is the word of God. And that came from the overflow of God's heart. So that is essentially who he is. He is his word. And he, he even told us that. So would you go and collect daily manna? Hear from the word of God today. Hear what he has to say today. And don't let yesterday's manna be enough. And don't assume, well, I'm just going to read the Bible because it's a good discipline to have and it will change me. No, it won't. You need to receive from him. You need to hear from him. You need to open up your word knowing that that is God. And he's about to speak to you. The word of God can change you. The word of God can transform you. And he's about to do a mighty work in your life. If you will honor his word, he says, I honor my word above my name. I watch over my word in order to perform it. So if you would get his word in your heart, in your spirit, and start speaking it out, just like he does, um, you'll see that the word of God works for you. Can reading the Bible actually change you? Absolutely yes. And absolutely no. It's totally up to you and totally your, your choice. The Spirit of God can actually enlighten you to understand His Word. And so if you don't have a desire for the Word of God, just don't, don't just be like, oh, well, I don't desire it, so I guess I, there's you know no good for me. Um, that's not the case. You can actually ask God, help me. Give me the desire to do what pleases you, God. Give me the desire for your word. Give me hunger. I want to be hungry. If you're not hungry, say, God, I want to be hungry. Change my desires. I know God will do it for you because he did it for me. God bless you guys.